We're going to open our second hour with hymn two, uh, 271. Hymn 271. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being in that body. And Lord, in the body, we everything is from you and through you and unto you. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of worshiping you this morning at your table. We thank you for the fellowship that you give us with each other. Lord, that we have you in common. It's your life we have in common. And we thank you this morning that we have uh, uh, that we can um, hear your voice from an, another a different brother. That we share Christ with one another. And as we have fellowship we can hear you. So we want to give this time to you. That you can speak from your heart through your word through our brother to us. Lord, we want to have our hearts and ears open. Have your way in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. And we want to give this time to our brother Godwin Sun. I praise the Lord for the opportunity to meet with brothers and sisters to have some fellowship. I'd like to read a psalm this morning. I'd like to, brothers and sisters, to turn to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. We'll read the whole psalm. And I'll read two verses, our brother will read two verses. Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord, I have no good besides you. As for the saints who are in the earth, they are the majestic ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who have bartered for another God will be multiplied. I shall not pour out their drink offerings of blood, nor will I take their names upon my lips. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You support my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. Indeed, 
I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. I have set the Lord continually before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. 在你右手中有永远的福乐。You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. 我们要从诗篇第十六篇里面。From Psalm 16.来看基督徒内里丰盛生活的秘诀。We want to look at the secret of the inner life of a Christian. We know that this psalm was written by David. When we study the story of his, the life of David, from the Old Testament, as if he has two biographies. One biography speaks about his heritage, about his family, about his works on earth, his life on earth. So we see this in the Samuels, in the Kings and the Chronicles. But we see another biography of David. It speaks about his inner experience. It speaks about his experience before God. And this experience is mainly recorded in the Psalms. When we read the Psalms, we can see the inner experience of David. And we feel that this inner experience is full. We know that in the Psalms, almost half of them were written by David. And it records how in different circumstances David lived before God. So each one of us believers need to also have two biographies. In church history, we read many biographies. Some people as if they only had the hour service and work. And their inner experience before God didn't appear as abundant. So brothers and sisters, we ought not to just have the external experience. 
we also need the inner experience. So we can see the abundance of the inner life and experience of David. Amongst all of his psalms, Psalm 16 stands out as one being very important. And we know that Psalm 16 is actually a prophetic psalm. In Acts chapter 2, when Peter spoke forth the first message about in the New Testament, so he used the words of Psalm 16 to utter the first message after the church was born. In verse 8 through verse 11, he quoted the verse. Now this, these verses had important prophecies in them. But Psalm 16, more importantly, it tells us how we ought to live in the presence of God. So that our inner life can grow up and become more abundant. In Psalm 16, we see the five secrets of how David lived before God. It's five important secrets of how David lived before God. Now these five important secrets it's also the five secrets that we ought to take up in order to live before the presence of God. Thank God. Through the experience of David, God allowed David to see that there was a secret or a way to uh, the, the presence of God. Now through his experience, he also tells us of these five secrets. I don't mean to interpret the whole psalm. I want to point out the five main points of Psalm 16. And the hope is that the experience of David can help us. To allow us to know how do we live before God. So let's look at the first secret. What is the first secret? Verse 2 says this. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good besides you. David told the Lord, You are my Lord. We know that in the Psalms, 
that the authors of the different psalms had four different names for the Lord. In Hebrew, there were four different words. Elohim. One is Elohim. Yahweh. And these four words were used on the on God. Amongst those uh, 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 God, uh, uh, godly Jews, every time they, they mention these names, and that in their hearts they are full of worship. So we know that in history, as these scribes were copying the, the Bible. They need to take a bath, they need to change their clothes to write the name of God. Amongst these godly Jews, God was so great, God was so uh, uh, fearful. So when they called the name Lord, and they probably had an even deeper sense of that word than us believers today. Now after we are saved and we uh, uh, we call our Lord uh, the Jesus Christ our Lord. We call him Lord Lord. But maybe our inner feeling about saying those words isn't comparable to those of these uh, godly Jews. So in New Testament times we may say Lord Jesus or Lord. But we didn't really honor him as our Lord. You say, Lord, do this for me. Lord, do that for me. As if, if he, we call it a name, but as if he's our servant. No, brothers and sisters. Here David says, You are my Lord. And David truly honored the Lord as Lord. Now we know David was a king of Israel. Amongst the people of Israel, he was a king and a lord. And then all his people would call him our Lord. But David knew one thing. So he felt that if the God was not his Lord in his heart, he could not be a Lord unto others. If God was a Lord in his heart, then he could be a Lord unto others. So when we honor the Lord as truly the Lord, then David can say, I have no good besides you. 
So then we can experience all that we can experience in the Lord. No matter Old Testament or New Testament. All those that truly honor our Lord as Lord. Then they can be Lord unto others for the Lord's sake. Let me give you a simple example. Now, brothers and sisters have read Acts chapter 27. Now, this chapter is very interesting. Now, the rulers, uh, uh, the Roman rulers were going to take uh, Paul to be judged in Rome. So Luke recorded this proceeding very carefully. But then as you saw this picture before us, the interesting thing was this. There Paul was but a prisoner. And there was a centurion that would uh, uh, take him to Rome. And they would take a boat and go to a ship. Uh, and remember, in the middle, they actually had to switch ships. Now, after the sh uh, shipwreck, and the, they changed ships. And then this uh, prisoner, Paul, came and started speaking. I encourage you all, and when we take the ship, not only will the ship be wrecked, but you will lose all your cargo. And even our lives may not be kept. Think about it. He was but a prisoner. How dare you speak as a prisoner? And the weather looked pretty good actually. When, when you say this, uh, is it uh, uh, who you're speaking it to? So the centurion didn't want to listen to him. I will believe my captain. Because they are really the Lord, right? But then this prisoner started speaking. And then this ship indeed encountered great winds. For 14 days they could not see the daylight. And man, much of the cargo was lost. Now on this shipwreck, and Paul continually rose up and spoke. Paul encouraged him to eat. And Paul was telling the centurion what he needed to do. And Paul told them what the condition of the ship would be after the wreck. Do you see the picture here, brothers and The centurion ought to be Lord. The captain of the ship ought to be the Lord. And the crew ought to be the Lord. But in this whole picture, who was the Lord? It was Lord, Paul was the master. Because 
Paul was one who honored God as Lord. Because the Lord was Lord in him indeed. Therefore, in his environment, he could be a Lord unto others. So, the recording in the book of Acts. Here you see someone when he truly honors the Lord as Lord. He receives such blessing from God. So brothers and sisters, in our lives, if we cannot allow the Lord to be true Lord of our life, then you cannot exercise the authority God has given to you in your environment. If you truly let the Lord be Lord, in your environment you will be Lord. This is such a blessing, isn't it? So brothers and sisters, so in this matter of uh, receiving the Lord's Lordship in his experience, then David is able to say, I have no good beside you. And I have nothing good outside of you. This should be a blessing that all the children of God should be able to experience. So this is one of the secrets in our Christian experience. Please remember it carefully. Can we uh, repeat it? You are my Lord. I have no good beside you. This is the first secret. The second secret is verse 4. So here is a replacement for some by something else. 我们看中文圣经啊,那个点点点的那个原文那个字是没有的。uh, the Chinese has some other translation. Here's the secret that tells us, Those who have bartered for another, God will be multiplied. So this should tell us that in our hearts there should nothing else, should be nothing else that replaces our Lord. If we barter for anything else other than the Lord, our sorrows will be multiplied. David knew one thing. There are too many things in David's life. He is a king. He has to delegate the whole country, the whole nation. He has a military soldiers. He has all these people to take care of. In David's heart, there were so many things. But David knew one thing. Anything that replaces God, the sorrows will be multiplied in that person. Brothers and in our experiences this way too, nothing can replace the Lord Himself. 
When we see things of the world as more important, then our sorrows will multiply. Don't speak about the outward things of the world, even so-called spiritual things. If we, if we take the spiritual service to replace God Himself, our sorrows will multiply. Spiritual knowledge above and above God our sorrows multiplied. Spiritual experience to replace the Lord Himself, our sorrows be multiplied. So this ought to remind us to want the Lord and to want Everything related to the Lord are completely two different things. God loves us. So God has given us His Son, but given us all things as well. But let us remember, those things that are outside of Christ, Anything that replaces Christ Himself, then our sorrows will be multiplied. So to love the Lord Himself or to love things related to the Lord are difference between heaven and earth. Many brothers and sisters, uh, many believers only want the blessing of the Lord. Blessings are good. But if blessings replace the Lord Himself, David tells us that your sorrow will be multiplied. So when the Lord Jesus is in us, there's nothing that should replace Him. This is such an important reminder to us. Here he says, I shall not pour out their drink offerings of blood, nor will I take their names upon my lips. We know that in the Old Testament times, now sacrifices are, are big things. Because a sacrifice put on the altar needs to be killed and sacrificed. He has to shed blood. To use in our experience, so we often take the things of the world, spiritual things, we do everything we can to do it right. But David tells us, Outside of the Lord Himself, there is nothing worth you uh, fighting over it using your own life. If you put all your energy upon those things that are outside of Christ, your sorrows will be multiplied. Only our Lord Jesus Christ is will is worthy for us to pursue 
unrelentless。你看，当当保罗得到启示之后，啊，after Paul received revelation，在腓立比书第三章里面告诉我们，in Philippians chapter three he said，他说忘记背后，努力面前的，我竭力的往前奔跑。forgetting what lies behind, I press on forward to what lies ahead。是我认识基督，so that I may know Christ。亲爱的弟兄姊妹们，brothers and sisters，只有我们的主值得我们来来来来拼命追求。Only the Lord is worthy and deserving of our pursuing after Him。now even though David owned the riches of a whole kingdom but he was very clear in his heart there is nothing that can replace Jehovah so his whole life upon this earth was unto God so God could testify on his behalf. He said that David is a man after my own heart. Dear brothers and sisters, David was all for the Lord. He said, I will not even mention the names of the other gods. To use upon us, 绝不用地上任何的成就，任何的高官美名来做任何的夸耀。So in other words, for us, as we do not boast in any of our successes, any of our accomplishments to replace God's name。在属灵的事上，in spiritual things，工作不是我们的夸耀。The work that we have is not our boasting。外表所有的这些成就不值得我们夸耀。The outward achievements is not our boasting。所以你看保罗曾经说过。So Paul once said，他说夸口的当指着主夸口。So those that boast must boast in the Lord。弟兄姊妹们，brothers and sisters，任何一个时候，any time，我们为自己的成就，为自己所做的一件事，为了工作夸口。when we boast for any of our own accomplishments, then our sorrows will be multiplied. David said, don't even mention it. So this is a secret, brothers and sisters. If we can really lay hold of this secret, if we do not replace the Lord with anything else, this is the second secret. Tells us that if we replace the Lord with anything else, our sorrows will be multiplied. Can we remember it and, and say the verse again? The sorrows of those who have bartered for another God will be multiplied. The third secret in verse 5. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. We have to thank our God. He, after he redeemed us, we have become the children of God. From that day onwards, you have a great father. He is a complete father. His riches are hard for us to even fathom. Thank God. He is not only rich himself, 
He is willing to share his inheritance with all the saints. So every believer after they are saved, we have received an abundant inheritance from God. We know that we have a very good hymn. What does this hymn say? It said, Today I have become a, a, a rich man. But not on earth. And spiritual things, all of us are millionaires. Because our Lord is too rich. He wants to provide and bless us with His inheritance. In Christ, we have received all of this inheritance. But here, what did David say? He said, Not only is Jehovah my inheritance, He is also my cup. What does it mean to him be my cup? So it means that even in your experience today, you can enjoy that. And maybe all of us know that one day when we go be before him, then our inheritance will be good. This is wonderful. But in your experience today, have you experienced that inheritance? He is our cup. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is not just giving us the inheritance of the future. He wants it today for us to experience and enjoy His inheritance. Strictly speaking, the inheritance on earth is not truly our inheritance. It's just that the Lord has lent it to you for a period of time. So if I say this shirt is mine today, it's truly not mine. Once one day I die, I'm not going to be able to take it anyway. So there's nothing that we can take with us. Isn't it true? So the things on earth are just lent to you for a period of time. So if you're poor today, don't be sad. Maybe the Lord gives them a million, then gives me ten dollars. And just lend more to him, a little, a little less to me. Once I leave the million dollars, he, I can't take my ten dollars, he can't take his million dollars. So, Things on earth, the Lord has just led you borrow it for a period of time. So Paul said, We are to use things as if we've never taken advantage of it. Everything is just temporal. It's just you're just borrowing for a period of time. So we don't have to put our hearts upon these things. The inheritance that we have received in Christ. That is what's going to last to eternity. Thank the Lord. So the inheritance He has given us is wonderful. So He actually is keeping it for you. So what God had 
determined to give you, He will give you. No one can take it away from you. So when He gives you that inheritance, He uses the uh, the uh, the measuring uh, uh, rope. 我们知道在旧约圣经里面呢，以色列人量度东西有两种量量。So in the Old Testament, the people of Israel they use two things to measure.啊，他们量大东西时候用绳子。But one, when it's big things, they use a rope to measure.那么量小东西用杆子。So when they use a small measurement, they use rods.所以神量给你的第一不是用杆子量的，是用绳子量的。So what the God has measured for you is not using rods but ropes. So everything that God has given you is wonderful as well. Because in Christ there is nothing that's not good. So brothers and sisters, we have to thank God. The grace that the Lord has given us is so abundant. But you have to pay attention. Today we ought to experience that that fullness. We know that in the Old Testament, when God gave the land of Canaan to the people of Israel, the twelve tribes all had land. All families had land. Brothers and sisters, God established a very important rule there. So after 50 years is the year of Jubilee. Because God knows that uh, those people on earth that He has given this inheritance, they cannot keep it. Many people gain this inheritance, but they don't know how to uh, run it. And they become poorer and poorer and poorer. And then they sell their land. They not only sold the land, and then some sold their children as well. And even poorer, they sell themselves. Then it's a poor, mis- miserable person. But remember, the calling of God is not, has no regrets in it. Every uh, child of God is a children So God had already established There's a year of Jubilee. On the year of Jubilee, you can take back all your inheritance. You can take back You can take back your children. You can also be set free yourself. So this is a special arrangement of God for the people of Israel. But this speaks forth the great wonderful grace of our Many people here on earth as Christians, we live just like the people of Israel. We did not really uh, uh, delegate the inheritance that the Lord has given us well. So many things have been lost. 
So thank God. There's going to be a millennium, right? And if the millennium kingdom is for us to count our inheritance, and then as we enter into eternity, every Christian will receive the inheritance prepared for you before the foundation of the world. So your inheritance has been kept by God Himself. This is wonderful grace. Wonderful blessing. So dear brothers and sisters, we have to thank and praise our God. But we have to be after God's own heart. Not only have we received the inheritance in Christ, we ought to allow Christ to be the portion inside our cup today. In your experience, in every uh, daily uh, ex- uh, living, you ought to enjoy Christ. Paul tells us, I buy that one that gives me strength. I can do all things who give me strength. I am abundant and rich already. It's not external things. And rich spiritually. So, in the presence of God, we not have just received an abundant life. We ought to learn to enjoy such a life. The third secret The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. The fourth secret, in verse 8, I have set the Lord continually before me. Brothers and sisters, why did David say I have kept the Lord continually before me? Because we live on earth today. There are many difficulties. Many things they trouble us. There are many people that trouble us. So oftentimes when we close our eyes, we see all these troubles before us. So when we close our eyes, the difficult person comes right before our eyes. So David is just like us, he's a human. When you study the history of his David life, you see how many difficulties that David had. So in Psalm 130, uh, in 130s, he said, Jehovah, remember David's great suffering. Uh, and how many tribulations did David have? Since he was very young. At home he was despised. The, his father only looked upon his older brother. And also always sent him out to watch after sheep. When Samuel came, an important person came, he was still outside mending the sheep. Uh, the, uh, 
shepherding the sheep. If it's us, we will probably grumble, right? And when we dream, it's all about my brothers. When I think about my brothers, I'm very sad. God, my father loves them, doesn't love me, and he despises me. It's very easy for us to fall into such circumstances. When David was anointed, he had even greater suffering. And then King Saul persecuted him, brought great armies to pursue after him, and wanted to kill him. In such a terrible environment, when David closed his eyes, all he saw was Saul. Isn't it true? And in his head, all day was Saul, Saul, Saul. Every time he heard Saul, he would just run. So he lived a life just running and running. How great, deep a suffering that must be. Isn't it true? After he became king, his suffering didn't end. He said he had many wives. Uh, one of the wives was Micah. It was the daughter of Saul. This daughter wasn't too nice to him. It's now not external suffering, now it's, it's family suffering. Ever he did something, and then Michael came and, and, uh, and started to stir things up. As a husband, it was difficult. So she closed his eyes at Micah. When he thought of Micah, he wouldn't have joy. And many of those that served him actually offended him. And then his son actually came up and rose up against him. And David's suffering was deep and great. But David now found the secret. He said, I continually have set Jehovah before me. Brothers and sisters, uh, in verse 7 it says uh, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me indeed my mind instructs me in the night I will bless the Lord who has counseled me thank God that God often uh, teaches him in this matter when he's sleeping God teaches him you know when people give us a hard time during the day we are uh, alert we can control ourselves we do this do that we don't think about the other things but at night you cannot control it when you sleep then the dream in your dream that person comes before you so here it says that indeed my mind instructs me even at night 
But you have to put the Lord before you. Place the Lord before your eyes. Brothers and sisters. We know that in the Bible to see the Lord's face is the most wonderful thing. Remember when Cain was cast out. When he cast Cain out, Cain knew that he wouldn't see the face of God anymore. He suffered greatly. So Christians know to in the spirit see the Lord. That is the most joyful thing. So brothers and sisters, you have to continually set the Lord before you. So David learned such a lesson. So Saul came in as an image. He said, no, 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 I want Jehovah. Micah came and said, no, 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 I want the Lord. I want God before me. Absalom came. I don't want this either. Brothers and sisters, we have to learn a thing. Often place the Lord before us. What does it mean to put the Lord before us? Because this is something you have to do. If you don't allow the Lord to be before you, the Lord can't come before you. So, when do you put the Lord before you, brothers and sisters? What did David say? I will not be shaken. A stabilized living is a life that often sees the face of the Lord. This is so precious, brother. In Second Corinthians, Paul tells us the Christians ought to open up their face unto the Lord and in glory see Him face to face. And in glory upon glory we are transformed. That is such a joyful living. This is the blessing us Christians can receive today. Not only that, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices, my flesh also will dwell securely. When we see the Lord, our hearts rejoice. When we see the Lord, our, our tongues rejoice. We have to thank, we have to praise, isn't it true? Then also my flesh also will dwell securely. So this is the secret on how you have a good night's sleep. So today there are many people that have uh, amnesia, uh, insomnia. So so sleeping pills are very prominent today. If you know the secret, you don't need sleeping pills. Just place the Lord before you. When you sleep at night, say, Lord, I want you before me. You will sleep very well tonight. 
One time, my sister told me. 哎呀，她说昨天晚上睡不好。Said I, I couldn't sleep well last night. 她为什么我忘记你的话？ He said why? He said because I forgot your words. 她我昨天晚上忘记把主摆在眼前。I forgot to place the Lord before me. 难怪我睡不好。That's why I couldn't sleep. 所以弟兄姊妹们。一个人如果把主摆在眼前，连他的肉身也安然居住。So someone that places the Lord continually before him, his flesh will dwell securely. 这是我们基督徒生活的秘诀。This is the secret of our Christian living. 你看这是多么宝贵的一件事情。This is such a precious thing. 亲爱的弟兄姊妹们 ，Brothers and sisters， 他下面接着说。And he continues. 好，因为你并不将我的灵魂撇在阴间。You will not abandon my soul to Sheol. 啊，他意思说不叫你的魂下阴间。That doesn't cause my soul to descend. Send upon Sheol. You know, today in this generation, in this generation, some people are still alive, but their condition is just. Similar condition. We see so many difficulties, families, outside difficulties. So all the difficulties of work, of family, all of this. So his condition of his soul is equivalent to being in Sheol. So you take him out to a bright sunny day and say, "Look at this bright sunny day." He said, "No, it's gray." Is it true? No, it's gray. Isn't it true? Sometimes when we have sorrow, it feels that way. So you put the Lord in front of you. But if you place the Lord before you, to keep your mind, your will, your emotions. Don't let these things. Not to be taken up by these things. You will be set free. If it's not this way, so those people have not descended to hell already experienced the experience of Sheol. So you see, today people are in great suffering. Not that because they don't have money. It's not that they don't have food. And they they live in the best places. They sleep in the best beds. But they can't fall asleep. The best thing for them to eat, they cannot. They have no appetite to eat it. But Christians should have a great, wonderful blessing. David knew the secret. I have to set Jehovah continually before me. Brothers and sisters, our hearts rejoice. Our tongues rejoice. And our flesh will dwell securely. Such a precious experience. This is the grace that the Lord has already given to us. So this is the fourth secret. Let us let us say it one more time. I have set the Lord continually before me. The last point. Verse eleven. You will make known to me the path of life. 
弟兄姊妹们，我们都晓得今天神带我们走的路是生命的道路。So we know that the way that the Lord leads us is the way of life。这条路是生命的。This way is the way of。那么在今天我们怎么样来走这生命的路呢？Now how do we walk upon this path of life？当你活在这个生命里面的时候，If you live in this life，接受这个生命的引导的时候，You take the obey the leading of this life，接受这个生命供应你的时候，Accept the provision of this then you are walking in the way of life. You know that in the first century, when the Apostle John was still on this earth, he saw a great uh, 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 wayward uh, path that the church had taken. They, he discovered that the children of God started to move towards just being filled with knowledge and moving towards a direction that's just uh, worried about works and then moving towards just the external things of the church. They don't focus on life. So end of the first century you saw that the church was already gone in the wayward path. So John started the work of recovery. What was his greatest recovery? He was recovering the church back to life. So after we have been redeemed and we have been saved, we receive a new life from the Lord. We know every action or everything on this earth is delegated by that life. We are to submit to the to that that life from the Lord. Maybe we don't know many Bible teachings. Maybe we haven't experienced many experiences. But as you follow the leading of that life, then you walk upon the way of life. So when John wrote in his old age the Gospel of John in the first, second, third John, his most important focus was to bring back the children of God up to this matter of life. But it was a shame. Even until today, you see the condition of the church. Man has walking away from life young people they like knowledge knowledge is not bad but knowledge cannot replace life many people that do work they focus on the work focus on the outward things of the church uh, focus on, on doctrine focus on gifts brothers and sisters but the only thing that really matters, we don't pay attention to it, and that's life. So in First John, John tells us, I write these things not for the Gentiles. I write to you those that believe in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ so that you may know that you have life 
那么第二次面，我们从蒙恩得救之后，我们晓得我们已经得着永生。So after we have been saved, we know that we have received eternal life.你感觉这个生命在你里面吗？Do you feel this life inside of you?你有活在这个生命的感觉里面吗？Have you lived in the experience or the feeling of this life?你有顺从这个生命的感觉，跟从主吗？Have you followed the leading of this life and followed the Lord?如果我们忽略这个，If we have neglected it，那对我们来讲是何等大的一个损失呢？For us, it's such a great loss.啊，那么约翰告诉我们，So John tells us，这个生命在我们里面是个泉源。This life in us is like a fountain.啊，在第四章那里。In chapter four，告诉我们约翰是个泉源。It tells us that this is a this is a well.主对撒玛利亚的妇人说，He told the Lord told the Samaritan woman，我所赐给你这个泉源呢，要一直涌到永生的。This well of water shall spring up into eternal life.哎呀，这真是何等宝贵的一件事。This is such a precious thing. Forgive me for sharing my own experience. When I was young, I was called to serve the Lord. So we didn't have the so-called training in our ministry. After it came out, then you served. He said, I was very afraid of speaking. So it, it was so high pressure for me. So there's 52 weeks in a year, I have to share 52 times. In 10 years, I have to share 520 messages. So I was calculating. I was scared. So I know that there, in our midst there were all these gifted men of God that they have already shared much about the light of the Bible. So then I thought, So the Bible has already been spoken, uh, uh, it's been finished by all the other brothers. What's left for me to share? Isn't it true? When I speak, everybody already knows why do I have to share? So, how do I go forth in these next 10 to 20 years? I was very scared. I was very, very sad, very depressed. When I truly came and served the Lord, he said every week it went by so quickly. Just Monday, and as, as soon as it becomes Sunday, it's so much pressure. Brothers and sisters, thank the Lord. Now, of course, the words itself are limited in the Bible. Of course, if we depend on these external words, then it, it's very difficult. But thank the Lord. He, what He has given us is life. This life is a well. One day I understood this. God, the life He has given me is a well of life. Maybe this well is very small. It's not like the well of water that Paul had. But this well is living. Forgive me for saying this. So by this well, I have lived until today. If not with this well, I would have been crushed to death. Thank the Lord. This small well. And then it's springing up to eternal life. This water not only can 
quench my thirst. And then when I bring this little thing to other brothers and sisters, they their thirst is quenched. But remember, this well is not just in me, but also in you. So you have to live a life where that water is springing forth from that life. Then there is new provision through that life. So we know that the water from the, the well is the most uh, fresh. So a Christian has to live a fresh life. A renewed life. You have to allow external things to change. So, the brothers and sisters, those that serve in this world, uh, Christians serving in this world, they suffer greatly because they're always thinking about what new uh, method should I use to draw people. So, Christianity. You see a waves of new things coming along because you think people get bored. No, you don't need to. Just live in this well of life. And then what is sprung forth is fresh. So if you live in the life of this well, you will not feel dry. This is the grace that the Lord has given us. It's precious. John chapter 7. He said that this is not just a wellspring of the life, it becomes rivers of living water. So life can reach to higher heights. But today, these words are just like teaching to us. As if you cannot see much of this true experience. So, brothers and sisters, we have to return to this way of life. So, pay attention to the life in you. In the, in the meetings, we have to pay attention to life. In our service, we have to pay attention to life. It has to be living for it to be right. As if you arrange everything externally to be all orderly, it's pointless. So, for Christians to be all uh, proper, it's pointless. We have to live out that life. So, he said, uh, You will uh, make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In the English, it's very clear. In your presence is fullness of joy. So if you touch life, then you will touch the Lord Himself. It's not that we want to cause some kind of a uh, 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 an environment or atmosphere for you to bring the Lord but in life experience the presence of God not only that in your right hand there are pleasures forever so for the people of Israel the most important is the right hand 
And then this this blessing is forever. So brothers and sisters, so we have to live in this fountain or river of life. I feel that in these end times, the biggest recovery, I think, is the recovery of life. This is the fifth secret. Let us review again. You will make known to me the path of life. Thank God. Thousands of years ago, David already found the secrets of the Christian experience. So Psalm 16 is very precious. He showed us five important points. It's the five important secrets for us to have proper Christian growth. Lastly, I'll just repeat those five points once again. First point, You are my Lord, I have no good besides you. Second point, The sorrows of those who have borrowed, bartered for another God will be multiplied. Verse third point, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. Fourth point. Fourth secret. I will I have set the Lord continually before me. Fifth point. You will make known to me the path of life. Before the Lord's return. All brothers and sisters can experience the wonderful experience of life in the Lord. Just like Peter said, as the kingdom of God arises, all of us can enter into the kingdom abundantly. Let us bow with a further word of prayer. Dear Lord, our hearts are full of thanksgiving. You have not only saved us, you have forgiven all of our sins, but you have given us your life. This life is so precious. So may we allow this life on this earth to grow abundantly. We thank you, Lord. Through the experience of David, you have shown us the five secrets of our Christian living. May the Spirit of Truth lead us into all of the experiences in this word. So on this earth, as we still have a chance, that we may have rich experience in life. Lord, we know that your return is soon. 
Well, Lord, may we lay hold of our opportunity. May these secrets become the secrets of our Christian living. Lord, we once again entrust ourselves into your hands. We believe that your grace is sufficient for us. Our hearts are full of thanksgiving. Thank you for being with us this morning. Accept our worship. Hear our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' dear name. Amen. Amen. We just want to learn to really set your face before us at all times. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us such a secret, but it's not something that you have hidden yourself. We confess, Lord, that we allow all the things of the world, all the worries, our own uh, things, Lord, to cloud us and remove us uh, from your presence. But Lord, we thank you, Lord. You want us to live, Lord, before you, always setting your face before us. And indeed, Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we can truly, Lord, find you, Lord, to be the one, Lord, who, who is, Lord, the life, not only within, but, Lord, that can flow forth, spring forth, Lord, into even the rivers of life. Dear Lord, we pray in these end days, Lord, may there be such a recovery, away from all the other things, external things, Lord, back to yourself. Lord, not just, Lord, to know in understanding and truth, but may this be our experience. Lord, may this be, Lord, reality in each one of us. Thank you so much, Lord. And we just entrust the Holy Spirit to lead us, Lord, in your precious name. continue to guard our heart, Lord, before your coming, Lord, that we will focus on you, Lord. May this be our daily exercise, Lord. May we be strengthened by you, Lord, that we will live a life that can testify you and bring glory and honor to you. Lord, thank you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
主啊，我们谢谢你，因为我们知道说我们的全员都在你里面。主啊，当愿我们能够这个以前言每时时刻刻接上的时候，主啊，我们是能够享受你自己的丰富，在自认常常思念你的爱。主，我们谢谢你，因为你说依靠你的人有慈爱，四面环绕他。主，我们天天在你的面前求告你，你应允我们。主，我们感谢你，我们是在深信你是那赐喜乐平安的神。祷告奉主耶稣的名求。